How do you describe product management if you're a product manager? Do you find yourself saying, I'm the CEO of the product? Do you think anyone understands what you mean when you say that? Welcome to this episode of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority, a podcast on how to be an effective product manager, coming to you from NPD Studios, also known as my garage. I'm Nels Davis. I recently came up with a new approach to answering this question, which I think is powerful and I wanted to share it with you. It ties together a lot of intuitive ideas that I and other product managers have used for years. I needed to make it concrete for myself, partly to help me achieve my goal of elevating product management to what I think is its rightly place as a critical business function. I mean, I think we all know that it's a critical business function, but I think we need to make that more explicit. And the goal there is to enable people making tools for product managers to be able to make enough money to feed their children. I'll talk about that whole process at another point feeding children. No, I'm kidding. I'll talk about the tools aspect at another podcast. There are only a few product managers compared to pretty much every other function in a business, but our influence on the business is outsized in comparison to our numbers. This is because product management is really responsible for the top line of the business, the revenue from products. No one else in the company can be successful if the product manager isn't delivering products that can be sold successfully at a profit. If product management isn't delivering, then the best sales team in the world can't hit their quotas and all the marketing in the world can't make that revenue line go up. So, product management is important. I don't think there's any question about this, or at least there shouldn't be. So why are so many products unsuccessful? That's the question we have to grapple with, and which the framework or way of thinking that I mentioned before I think will really help. The first main realization is that people, the market, only buy products that address a fundamental, urgent, pervasive problem or need. This is true for consumer products, and it's true for business products. Even the iPod, which in some ways seems like a completely frivolous product, addresses a need that humans have been trying to address in various ways since the dawn of time, the need for music. Ancient humans bang stones together to make rhythm, then later stretched skins over logs to make drums, and shaped hollow reeds to make notes. In the Middle Ages, traveling musicians would delight villages with their music and dancing, and in the 19th century, sheet music drove the music making at home. Every time someone has come up with a better way to make or share or participate in music, it's been wildly successful and created new wealth and new millionaires. The phonograph did this, the 45 record, the LP record, the cassette tape, the transistor radio, the Walkman, and so forth and so on. Music is a fundamental human need, and so a frivolous product like the iPod can make billions. For business products, on the other hand, the need or problem to be solved is usually not so frivolous, but it may be mysterious or hard to find, and our job as product managers is to find those problems, create solutions for them, and then take the solutions to market. And in summary, that's the fundamental framework. I kind of skipped over it pretty quickly. Slowing down... Product management is finding and validating an urgent, pervasive problem in the market that someone will pay to solve. That's the first thing you have to do, and it's the most fundamental and important thing. Then you need to create a solution to that problem. That's the product. And then you need to help the market understand that you have a solution to the problem and that your solution is better than the alternatives. That could be competitors. It could be not buying anything. So there's obviously a lot of nuances inside those high-level points validating that you really found a market problem, understanding the competitors, working with developers developers if it's a software product, and so on. But the key points, find a problem, solve it, tell the market about your solution, are fundamental.
If you mess up on any of them, you won't be successful as a product manager, and your company won't be successful as a company. And it turns out that the first step is the most critical. No matter how good your product is, if it doesn't solve an urgent, pervasive problem for the market or address a fundamental need, no one will buy it. As this podcast goes along, we'll explore a lot of different facets of product management, but the underlying need to find a market problem and solve it will always be there and will actually drive a lot of the conversation. Now, there's three things you can do today to put this information to use and that I recommend you do. First of all, clearly articulate the problem your product is solving for your customer and write that down so that it becomes a corporate asset. You really want to be able to articulate the problem that your customers are this, the problem that your customers are getting a solution for by buying your product. Um, make sure that you have validated that this really is a problem that customers in the market will pay for a solution for. Um, there are a lot of products that are created because somebody thinks, oh, there is a problem out there. I perceive that there's a problem. And they create a product, and then they go out and find that, oh, that's actually not that important a problem. And then the product fails, and everybody is unhappy. That's not a good outcome. Then you need to also, as the third step, start explaining how your product is better than its competitors at solving that problem, which is why customers should buy yours rather than theirs. So you must have some competitive differentiators, some way reason that your customers should buy your product to solve that problem rather than competitors. You need to articulate that. So I hope this framework will be helpful for you in thinking about what you do as a product manager. Let me know in the comments if you have additional thoughts or questions on the topic or any other product management topic. Please see the show notes at nelsdavis.com slash podcast for more information and any links. Uh, this podcast is now available on iTunes as of last week, so you can also subscribe on iTunes. Thanks for joining me on this episode of All the Responsibility, None of the Authority. Until next time, this is Nels Davis in the garage. You can follow me at Nilsy, N-I-L-S, i.e. on Twitter, and read my essays about product management at nilsdavis.com. <laughs>